NRL team lists are in. NRL fantasy implications are many. We're going to start things off right away with the Tigers versus Eels. Then we'll go through every other game and NRL fantasy implications there. So this is a first look here, but this Tigers team, Adam Dewey, back to six. Charlie Staines, he's he's at fullback there. You've got a pretty strong forward pack there. What's the price of Adam Dewey right now? So Adam Dewey at the moment, he's down to $647,000, right? Now, at $647,000, you're, you're getting a big saving on the start of the year. He did drop $60,000 last year, last $60,000 last week as well. So when we're looking at Dewey, he could be a guy that you can buy at about $550,000 in a few weeks' time. If he plays well and locks down that six spot, then, yeah, put him on your buy radar for the next few weeks. Other than that, this Tigers team, and if you've got a Toa Kamano, he's probably a bit capped out. You probably start looking to move him on. He could score a try against this uh, Parramatta middle, though, with no junior Polo, a little bit softer in the middle. Isaiah Papali'i, he's gone from strength to strength, absolute monster. Got John Bateman there. He had a bit of a dodgier game. I think it was at 32, 34 points on the weekend, so probably not the pod you're looking for. Uh, Joe Offangawi back to the bench as well. Not that he's super relevant, but just got to keep an eye on because he can take a lot of runs, take a lot of minutes from those starting guys. On the Parramatta side of things here, very exciting. So Parramatta have been a bit hit and miss start the year, one and four record. Uh, Bailey Simonson and Wyoming Blake have gotten a bit of criticism. Uh, Simonson's out suspended there. Blake looks just to be out of the team. But for this one, it's Sean Russell and Hayes Dunster. Now, that's amazing for fantasy, but it's also a little bit terrifying in that you've got two guys who are relatively unproven coming into that edge where Wanga Blake or Bailey Simonson can come back at any time. And Blake and Simonson can both play center and wing too. So it's a bit tricky. Hayes Dunstall's probably the guy we prefer. He's at $250,000 right now. Sean Russell's about $319,000, so a little bit less attractive for you there, but... I'd probably be looking at Hayes Dunstar right now. I'm going to give this bit a look over the next 24 hours before we post a buy, hold, sell. But right now I'm thinking Hayes Dunstar might be the guy to grab as a cash out. Paramount have amazing buyers too. So they're guys that you want to have uh, through the buy rounds. Outside of that, I mean, looking at this forward pack next. So Sean Lane comes back in, which is pretty exciting. Uh, with Lane back in, it does mean Madison moves to the lock spot. He's starting a lock there. It means Hopgood is the guy to shift back to the bench. So that's a bit tricky. That's a bit tricky. I think my feel on this is that Hopgood's probably going to be okay. Uh, I think he can make a big impact off the bench. He might even make more of an impact off the bench in terms of missing those opening exchanges, coming on, breaking more tackles, making more offloads, maybe creating more attacking plays there. He's also playing against the Tigers Hopgood too. So in spite of the fact that he's in at $730,000 right now, his price rises have slowed down a bit. He's a guy I'm 100% holding on to uh, without reservation there. If he plays really small minutes this week and Junior Polo comes back next week as well, he might be a guy we start looking to move on. It, it depends whether Madison stays in that middle role. I mean, where Madison plays will really tell us a lot about what Parameter are planning to do. Bryce Cartwright as well. Cardi's getting very close to the edge of his uh, expiry date there. And when you look at Cardi, he's starting there, but Hopgood could easily come on in the middle and Madison could easily move to the edge for Cardi. So a guy like Sean Lane isn't going to be dislodged very much. Um, Cardi could play small minutes this week, but he has the upside of playing against the Tigers. So 
there is a bit of risk there and that you could get a 20-point game from Cardi this week, but you could also get a 60-point game. So hold on to him. Definitely keep him. If you're going to bench someone, he's probably not the worst option to bench, but you also could look silly when he, he pops up against the Tigers. This, there's a bit of risk there, though. Um, outside of that, too, Dylan Brown. Uh, Dylan Brown's at $663,000 as well. So Brown's a guy to watch now that Sean Lane's back. Uh, a lot of Brown's attack comes from Lane. Next game here we've got is the Knights and the Warriors. And we're working backwards uh, this week. So for Knights and Warriors, <laughs> Greg Marzu posts another massive performance. Uh, yeah, three tries in two games to start, but also massive run meters, a lot of tackle breaks. The question on Marzu is, do you think Newcastle's attack is going to be good this year? Because Marzu is definitely one of their best winners. Uh, I think they'd be silly not to play Marzu and Dom Young, but... If you think Newcastle can play good attacking footy this year, then Marzu is probably not the worst option. If you think Newcastle might go back to being a bit stunted in attack, Marzu might struggle. And that's sort of where I see it going. I think Marzu could, he could pop up against this week, again this week against the Warriors. He might make some cash. So not the worst option, not a lot of risk there, but there's going to be periods where he sort of drops off and Newcastle don't score a lot of points and, you know, you're left with about 35-point game, 40-point game, 30-point game kind of thing uh, from him when he doesn't score tries. Lucky Miller, we've talked about him endlessly. He's he's flying as well. Looking into the forward pack, guys like Jaden Braley, Tyson Frizzell, I mentioned him last week at NRL.com. Uh, they both scored 50-plus. They're both pretty cheap. Jaden Braley is still a very good buy right now. So if you want to go get Jaden Braley, not a bad option at all at about 600000 on the Warriors side of things, Charles Nickel Clockstad, he's averaged 46 so far when playing 80 minutes at fullback. And that's three games there for him. So, yeah, when we look at CNK, he's been rock solid. Uh, he hasn't scored below 41 in 80 minutes at fullback. So, yeah, he's still in that 400,000 area. If you've got him, definitely haul him. If you're looking to buy, there's probably better options that you can go for. I'd probably rather go a cheapy like Dunster or a high level guy like Tom Trubovich, Lucky Miller. You know, Greg Marzu, all these guys we're talking about. Shawnee Johnson, top scorer of the week last week, which is insane. He's very expensive now. So what's his price? About $766,000. It's a lot of money to pay. $200,000 more than the start of the year. If you don't have Sean Johnson, I wouldn't be buying Sean Johnson now. At seven sixty-six, dollars you're within about $100,000 in Nathan Cleary. Just go get Nathan Cleary. Or save yourself $100,000 and get Dylan Brown. Like... Sean Johnson's now at a price where he's not worth buying. But if you have him already, you are cheering. You hold on to him. He's going to absolutely fly for you. The forward pack here, Jackson Ford keeps his spot. Um, I'm surprised Josh Curran didn't get a start over Belly Syrian, but neither here nor there. Terry Harris is named. He probably plays this week. I mean, we'll get more news closer to lockout. But, yeah, I'd expect Tohu Harris will line up this week. And then Wade Egan keeps scoring tries. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's there and thereabouts. Jazz Tavanga, probably not a guy you should be buying. He, he produces some decent scores here and there, but, yeah, not a guy to look for. The other guy I'm going to talk about here is Jack Johns. So Jack Johns on the night side, number 13. There's a lot of risk there. You've got Kurt Mann on the bench. You've got Adam Elliott lingering around um, as well. I don't think Jack Johns is going to be a big-minute lock for the Knights going forward. And I mean, there is a world where he could go really well, but I think there are better options than Jack Johns, personally. Well, up to the next game here. Juicy one here. We've got Titans versus Dragons. 
It's delicious. So this will be a really fun game. It was a very exciting game in round two when the Dragons came back and won their first game. Um, but the Titans, yeah, they've been loading up since then. They had that massive winning against the Storm. Um, they had the week off last week, so they prepared a lot of new combinations for the Titans as well. So they needed that week off to really have a look at how they're going to play with Jaden Campbell coming in for AJ Brimson, with Toby Sexton coming in for Kieran Foran, with Chris Randall coming in as well. Um, he's been playing a bit, but still a bit of a new combo. And then Tanner Boyd there, who's really having to drive a lot of the team there. I think they could struggle here. I mean, they're versing the Dragons, so the Dragons tend to be a bit of a shootout-type team, and Dragons are really momentum-based. So when Dragons get on top, they're really just flying. And when they get on the bottom, then we saw the Broncos put 24 points on them in 10 minutes. So... Yeah, it could be anything here. I'm probably tipping a Dragons win, and that's really good news for some of these Dragons players. So if you've got Tyrell Sloan, not a bad guy to start this week. Um, you're probably not running any of that back line. I'd say, you know, don't rush Monet in by any means. Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt's... Uh, there's better halves to get. Ben Hunt's base is really low. Um, really talented player. But to score well, he has to have exceptional real-life rugby league games. So... You're not getting those cheap kick points as much as some other players. And, yeah, I wouldn't go for him. The forward packs where it's a bit interesting. Um, Biz has talked a lot about Blake Laurie on our Buy, Hold, Sell segment that we post soon. Uh, Blake Laurie posted 59 last week. He's been playing massive minutes. So, yeah, Laurie could be a guy that you look at buying for the buyers. I mean, he's getting a bit expensive now. Jack Bird's there. Jack Bird posted 54 points last week. He's down at about $600,000 too. So that's not bad. Jacob Little, he mentioned he's got his eye on the 80-minute roll. So I mean, he's been playing about 50 minutes recently, 49, I think it was last week. Um, so Little could be a guy to keep an eye on, but uh, I'm not super high on it. I wouldn't touch too much of this bench. I mean, Toby Couchman's been okay, but it's a bit late now. Um, on the Titan side in the four-pack, the, the risk with a guy like, I mean, Tino is like a bit of a, a bit of a pod that you could potentially look at. Um, but he plays Origin, so it's a bit late to be bringing in those Origin guys, and he hasn't been that consistent for fantasy. Dave Fafita, he sort of looked like he's been on the precipice of a big score. He's been averaging, I think it's 57 points. With with four and out, with Randall in there as well, you know, no Brimson. There's a chance that they lean on him more heavily, and he gets a lot of first receiver ball where he just runs across the field and breaks tackles and maybe scores a try because Dragon's defense isn't great. But there's also scenarios where he's played out of the game a bit and the Dragons get on top and Fafita doesn't get as much ball. So if you were feeling crazy, Fafita's not the worst captain option in the world. Like He's that outside captain option who could pop off, but he's not a safe one. He's not one I'm going to be doing myself. Next team's here. We have the Broncos and the Raiders. Now, Broncos v. Raiders, pretty interesting one here. I want to jump to the forward pack for the Broncos first. Payne Haas, he, his minutes have been declining every week. So I think it was 65, 65, 59, 48, something like that over the last four weeks. Um, Payne Haas came on last week against the Tigers to start the game, and he destroyed the Tigers. But he was on, I think it was about 50 points at halftime, ended up around that 65 sort of marker, I think it was 71 maybe, something like that. Uh, but Payne Haas, yeah, the, the risk with him is the Broncos are playing so well, and when they're playing that well, Haas is going to get a rest because every year for the last few years, Haas has picked up an injury mid-season, and he's been affected by it. So 
When we're looking at Payne Haas, you just got to remember that, that the easy matchup isn't necessarily a good thing for him. When we're looking at the Raiders here, the Raiders got absolutely destroyed by Penrith last week, 50-point game. The Raiders usually start okay, though. And like you look at the starting forward pack, Josh Papali'i, Joseph Tarpanay, you know, Horsburgh, Whitehead, Hudson Young, they're all tough guys, all aggressive guys. No Jack Whiten hurts them a lot, but when they have their full-strength team, they're a physical team, and they can usually stay in the game for the first 40 and then can get blown out down the stretch. But, yeah, I'm looking at this team. I don't think Brisbane will blow them out from the jump. I do think Brisbane will win comfortably. So there is risk to a guy like Payne Haas. Carrigan's a bit the same. His minutes suffer. He didn't have the explosive plays of Haas last week, so he really suffered um, in scoring there. He's probably a guy... He's going to play Origin. He's not performing like a top gun. If you could get rid of him and pick up a Cleary or a top-line gun, then I wouldn't be against it there necessarily. There is also every chance that he fires up and produces a great performance, though. But he's one of those guys in that higher range that I'd be pretty willing to move on. In the back line, Reese Walsh. And Walsh scored a 54 last week. He's priced just under $600,000. Parisi Walsh, 54, considerably, if you watch that game, he was dominant. He was everywhere. He was creating a lot of attacking plays. Uh, he moved to the wing and then he got past at line break as well. <laughs> He's a bit underwhelming of a scorer compared to how good he is in real life. And I think that's what you're going to see with Reese Walsh. He needs to have an exceptional game in real life to score well in fantasy. So this game could be another one where he scores well. He's got a few more good fixtures. But at $600,000, I'm probably not thinking he's a great buy anymore. We, we talked about him as a buyer who's in the, the low to mid 500s, but it's a bit late now. You've missed that Tigers fixture. I thought he might score more in that game. Yeah, juicy though. If you have him, then you know keep playing him, obviously. Uh, outside of that, Adam Reynolds. Yeah, he, you can see he clocked Adam Reynolds averaging about 52 points a year. He's done that most years, like between 49 and 52. If you have him, great. I wouldn't trade him unless I was getting a top line gun, um, like one of those top hookers or, or top halves better than that. Adam Reynolds is rock solid. Going through to the Panthers and the Seagulls, and this is this is an interesting one because these teams like to play exact opposite kinds of games. So Penrith will want to make this a low-scoring grind fest, and Manly will want to make this a high-scoring, uh, you know, shootout here. I think Penrith are probably going to get their way a bit more than Manly will. Um, it, it'll be higher scoring than Penrith want, but yeah, this could be juicy. For fantasy, the big implication here is that Nathan Cleary uh, is going to play against Manly, and he's probably going to have a chance to score a lot more attacking stats than he has previously. Now, he posted 80 points last week and a monstrous score the week before. You're getting him for, what's his price? He's at uh, $879,000 right now. So that's cheap for Nathan Cleary. This is probably the last week that you get him cheap. His price is going to jump up next week. If you want Cleary, go get Cleary now. Um, and captain him this week. I think he's the top captain of the week. Said the same thing last week um, with him and him and Hines, the big options there. I personally captain Harry Grant in my team, which wasn't bad. But, yeah, Cleary's, Cleary's that guy. If I can get Cleary into my team, I'll be captaining him. Um, outside of that, looking at Penrith, Zach Hosking, he gets another week. It's tricky here because if you don't have Hosking, you were probably hoping that we would see what's going to happen with this bench. And just hopping down the bench... Yeah, no sign of Liam Martin and no sign of uh, Luke Garner. 
So Hosky and Sorensen are still there. It doesn't tell you a lot about what the team's going to look like after those guys are back. Hosking is, what's he priced at? About $600,000, $609,000. Hosking is still a buy, but you got to keep in mind he did score that 59 points with the try. So he's probably more at about 39, 40 points without that try. Still still performing well. I mean, he's going to score tries. He runs a great line. Penrith love to feed the edge back rowers. He's in a great spot. Uh, outside of that, I mean, Isaiah Yeo has been going well. I wouldn't be rushing to get him in. He's another guy who can get a rest sometimes when they're playing well. He's also going to play Origin 100%. So you don't really want to get those Origin guys unless they're serious value. And then on the manly side of things, Tom Trebovic, he had a fantastic game. A lot of what Tom does doesn't convert to fantasy. He's a bit like Reese Walsh um, in that he has to have a really good game in real life to score in fantasy. Tommy has had a few moments, though, that have held his point scores back recently. So in that last game, Ola Kawatu made a break. He was looking up at Lockie Miller. Lockie Miller backed up into the in goals and just let Ola Kawatu score. Um, now, obviously, Miller lost his bearings and so he did it on purpose. But Tom Drawovich was the man on the inside in support. So that cost Tom about nine points to try in about 10 metres. That would have taken his score to you know, 65 points. It would have been more impressive. And the week before, he had that dodgy forward pass call that stopped him from scoring a try too. So, yeah, I think Tommy could still pop off in any of these games. Um, Panthers is probably not the best one. You're obviously not going to captain him. Um, and I wouldn't be rushing to buy him. But if I have him start him, don't worry about it. DC, he got a bit lucky with a 51 last week. He was really traveling poorly uh, until late in that game. And, yeah, the extra minutes definitely helped him. For DC, again, another one just I'd hold on if I have him. But uh, if I didn't have him, I wouldn't be buying him. In the forward pack, there's not too much to talk about in this manly forward pack. We talked about Sean Kepi a while ago. He's been averaging about 40. He's priced up now, so don't touch him. K.O. Wiggs is limited for upside um, just because the, the thing that would get me interested in K.O. Wiggs is, one, he's getting some minutes off the bench. Awesome. Two, what, during Origin, maybe he's got a shot to replace DC at halfback. But he doesn't look to be that guy because when Schuster was out, he wasn't picked. So I wouldn't be getting KO Wicks. Moving on to the next game here. We got the Cowboys and the Dolphins. And this is going to be interesting because Dolphins are in a really tough spot. So let's start on the Dolphins side. You got Jeremy Marshall King and Hamso there from the start of the year. You've got Isaiah Katoa in there as well. And you've got Cody Nicarima coming in. So they've worked through Sean O'Sullivan, uh, Anthony Milford, and then Cody Nicarima. Now, Milford and O'Sullivan are a bit more that seven role, O'Sullivan especially. And like I mentioned a bunch in the past, O'Sullivan was leading the league in touches per game for non-hookers because hookers are picking it off the back. But this just means that Isaiah Katoa is going to have to do a lot more. And he scored a 25 last week. He's been rising in price a bit recently. So if you had him, you're probably pretty encouraged. He probably has to play a more hands-on role again. I can't see Cody Nicarima steering the team the way, you know, a Sullivan or even Milford tried to. So, yeah, Isaiah Katoa should be good this week. If you're going to start him, you probably expect, I would say, about a 30-point game. I think the Cowboys have been a little less explosive than we've expected to start the year. They do have uh, Ruben Cotter coming back, though. And they do have Scott Drinkwater coming back too. So, yeah, they could potentially get blown out here. But 
I think Katoa's work rate's going to be a bit higher. He's still very risky to start. I, I don't think I'm going to have him in my 17, but if you had to have him, yeah, he's probably one of those guys you want to loophole with, like a Khan Pereira or, or someone like that. Going to the forward pack, Conley Lemuelu, I think he had seven missed tackles last week, which is not great, like really not great. So for him, I mean, you, you sit on him. Like He's going to keep getting the minutes, obviously, for now. Uh, but missed tackle rates like that aren't going to be good for him uh, if he wants to keep that spot. Outside of that, I wouldn't be rushing to buy Tom Gilbert. I wouldn't be looking at any of the bench. Um, if you've got Hamaso, I reckon Hamaso, I said it last week, that everyone's going to be selling Hamaso in three weeks. It might come sooner. Um, he might really struggle here in this game. If you have Hamaso, I'm, I mean, I, I benched him in my one team in a different comp that does have uh, Hamaso last week, and I'd be doing the same thing this week. I think they're going to struggle. Dolphins. On the Cowboys side, yeah, I mean, there's not too much to talk about here. We've got Lukey. Lukey was looking really interesting. Uh, he hobbled off with a hamstring injury down the stretch. So he was at $448,000. I was 100% going to buy him last week or this week. And, yeah, he's out injured now. So that hurts. They've got Griffin Neem, Mitchell Dunn coming to the starting side. So it's probably Dunn on the edge more than Neem. But Hess there too. I wouldn't be fooled by Hess's big score. Reese Robson had a big game. Robbo could do very well in this one as well. If you have him and you don't have Cleary, Robbo might be one of the better captain options this week. In the back line, I wouldn't be rushing to get any of these guys. Drinkwater might end up cheap at some point, interesting to look at, but he's not a great fantasy scorer in general. A much better player in real life than he is for fantasy. Next game here is the Dogs and the Rabbits. And yeah, how's everyone going in fantasy so far, by the way? Drop it in the comments. If you got to this point, let me know in the comments because I want to know who the true fans are. Uh, so <laughs> Dogs and Rabbits, uh, next game here. There's some big scores coming out of the Bulldogs. There's a few guys I want to talk about here. So first, Matty Burton. Now, Burton posted a 65 last week. He had that miraculous field goal to win the game. And Burton is becoming a hard buy right now. If you don't have Burton, he got a 65 last week. He's averaging 44. You get him for $618,000. That's juicy. He's not in the starting blues side. There have to be injuries for him to come in, um, so you don't have to worry about origin. He's a guy who could be priced at $800,000 at some point this year, and I expect he will get to eight hundred dollars at some point this year. Now, I'm not saying that's immediately, but, yeah, yeah, he's that guy. In the rest of the back line, I mean, Hayes Param, he's been performing well. Uh, Jacob Karaz, he's sort of come off the boiler a bit after that early start, but he's still looking rock solid. So, yeah, I wouldn't be rushing to buy him, but if you have him, hold him. Paul Alamotti, he posted another big score. And since that first game where he posted 18 points, he's had one game of 30, and then everything else I think has been about 37, 45, 46 kind of scores. He hasn't yet had that big explosive try-scoring game either. So Alamotti's a guy who at some point this year he'll score a 70 or an 80. Um, and just the way he's ragdolling defenders, the signs are good, and that chemistry on that edge is coming together. It's still a little bit hard with no kick out, but it just means Alamotti's getting more ball. So he's he's a guy that I'm pretty happy to start this week. Who's he up against? I think he's up against Campbell Graham. So that, that is a tougher assignment, but I still think they're going to go to him a lot with the ball. And yeah, yeah, he's, he's a guy to start. I'm going through the Dogs team here. A few people had Max King, Reed Marnie. 
Max King's been great. He had that injury last week. He's going to play this week, so I wouldn't worry about that. Reed Marnie has come off the boiler a bit as well with some lower scores. There's so many good options at hooker. This is the only thing making me kind of question it because with Reed, he kind of feels like a hold, but the other options are flying. So if you can get rid of Reed for someone really, really good and it works in your team, then it's not the worst move. But also if you can hold Reed, he should bounce back. For the rest of the team here, I mean, Harrison Edwards, I actually don't even know much about Harrison Edwards. So let me know in the comments if you know Harrison Edwards. I'm going to have to look into it before our next video. On the Bunnies side of things, I mean, the Bunnies have been going this year. They haven't had the win record to reflect how well they've been playing. Um, but Cody Walker's been playing great. Cody Walker's a guy not to buy in fantasy. Do not buy him in fantasy. But he's playing good footy and just enjoy watching him. Isaac Thompson posted 40 points. I've got Isaac Thompson because I thought last week he nearly led the league in tackle breaks per game, small number of appearances, and he's playing on the edge for Souths. So I thought he's going to score some tries. Hasn't been great for fantasy. He's had sort of alternating between scores of about 38 and scores of about 18 each week. He's a guy you could probably start against the Dogs, but I reckon Ado Car could cook him up. And from a personal betting point of view, I might bet on Ado Car to be the first try scorer because yeah, he's got a big speed advantage over Thompson. Outside of that, moving down, oh, two guys to talk about down here. Damian Cook and Cameron Murray. So Damian Cook scored 75. Cam Murray scored 87. Both guys just went off and showed you exactly why they're priced or they're priced. Uh, now, a lot of people were asking me last week, do I trade out Cam Murray? For X player, for Y player. I kept saying, no, don't trade Cam Murray. He's the guy. Hope you all listened because, yeah, he went off. He showed us exactly why he is who he is. Claude Matangi, he's got a bit of a weird role. I mean, he's been playing in the middle a bit through the games as well. I think with Totola back, that's going to end. And Totola back actually changes the dynamic of this forward pack quite a bit. It means that, uh, yeah, actually, uh, the the myth, Michael Cheekham, he's off the team altogether. So, did Chikam get hurt last week? Um, no, he's, he's 18th, man. So, yeah, Chikam's out of the team. Jacob Host is in there. Um, yeah, Jacob Host actually uh, appeared in a podcast uh, recently as well with um, yeah, Gas Patrol. Yeah, I think it was Gas Patrol. Um, but, yeah, going down here, I wouldn't touch any of this bench for Souths. Saluka Fafita, David Moale, Hame Sally, Jed Cartwright. <laughs> Do not touch any of it. Um, if you've got Latrell, that's looking a little dodgy as well, actually. He's probably going to have some big games very soon. And, and looking at this dog's side, especially with a lot of known forwards out of the team, their defense is probably going to be a bit dodgy this week. Latrell could have a huge game. I wouldn't captain him, but probably wouldn't sell him this week. I just think he could go off. I mean, look, that's, that's just a guess. Rolling to the next game here. Storm and Roosters, oh, game of the round, game of the round here. So Storm v. Roosters, the implications for fantasy are that there are some guys here that are kind of interesting. So the Chooks have had a bit of a slower start, but they are 4-1. But some of the fantasy guys have had a slower start. So Brandon Smith's the first guy I'm going to talk about here. Brandon Smith will now cost you $477,000. He was considered a good buy at the start of the year. He was down... $108,000 since then. He scored 48 last week and he played 68 minutes. That's the encouraging part there. I'm keeping an eye on Brandon Smith this week because 
I mean, he burned me at the start of the year, but if he can produce another big minute performance and score well, you get him for under $500,000. He's got the potential to get to $700,000, especially when he scores a try or two. So I hate saying it, but that's a guy that I keep an eye on. Um, James Tedesco, he's dropped a bunch of money. He's out this week with concussion. It's hard to say to keep Tedesco. I mean, you've probably got to keep Tedesco because you've lost so much money on him and you probably want to buy him back at some point. So he's probably a hold, James Tedesco, but also if you need to grab points, yeah, I'd probably hold Tedesco at this stage. Sammy Walker's a guy that's there. He's averaging 55. He scored 65 last week. He's about $691,000, so he's not supreme value or anything like that. I'd probably take a Dylan Brown over Sam Walker personally, but Sam Walker could be a massive pod for you. The risk is that he maybe makes the Queensland team. There's a bit of talk of that. Um, going through the rest of the team here, I wouldn't rush to grab Joey Manu by any means. Uh, Lindsay Collins, he posted a big score last week. So what did he get? 65. Last week, he's averaging 52.5. Uh, we had a pods video about three weeks ago where I mentioned him as a guy that uh, is hot to get. He'll average low 50s this year. He's still underpriced, but it's probably a bit late with the, the buyers and the fact that he plays Origin now. On the Storm side of things, I want to jump straight to Eli Katoa. Now, Eli Katoa scored 35 last week, and a lot of people are pretty upset about that. Um, Katoa is $614,000. He raised 16 k last week. He's got the Roosters this week. It's not a bad fixture because he's running at some smaller halves. I think Katoa could be a big scorer this week, and I, I don't think he's a sell this week. There's a lot of people talking about him as a sell. I'm going to have to look into the numbers more deeply. Katoa's base is not that high, but this game here could be a shootout and he could have some big attacking stats here. So the other thing to consider there too is Katoa, for the first time in a long time, has Jaron Hughes and Cam Munster to run off. So that could be juicy. I think Katoa could pop off. But also, I think a lot of people are looking to sell him this week. But no, I'd hold on. I think you're going to get another $50,000 at least out of Eli Katoa. And let's go to mention here, uh, Will Warbrick. So Warbrick, he got 33 with a try last week. A lot of people are acting like he is a locked-in starter for your team every week. I don't think it's true with Warbrick. Uh, I think he's probably well-positioned to be a loophole for the start of the round. So you put a guy in your 18th man slot, um, you can then loophole players up. If people want to know how to do that, by the way, just drop a note in the comments and I can actually make a video on it. But I'd be loopholing Warbrick. Yeah, because 33 with a try last week. He had that big performance, but 33 with a try isn't great. He has raised, though, $140,000. So if you kept patient with him, you're seeing the benefits of that now, and he's going to keep raising money. So, yeah, look, that's the team list review for this week. Um, let me know in the comments if you have any questions for our other segments. We're going to be doing NRL Fantasy Buy, Hold, Sell. Uh, we'll probably be looking at the captain options, maybe some of the pods as well. Um, other than that, yeah, let us know in the comments what you're thinking, and uh, I'll see you in the next video.